Radio.
can only imagine. Imagine starting your day, not just with a cup of coffee or a quick glance at your phone, but with a powerful assurance that today can be extraordinary. Picture yourselves stepping into each moment, fueled not just by your plans and efforts, but by a divine promise of guidance and blessing. If you believe that God can make a difference in your life today, let us stand together in faith. I will pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. My friends, in the quiet moments of our mornings lies a precious opportunity to shape the hours ahead with hope, grace, and intention. It is in these serene early moments that we find our hearts most open to the whispers of God and where our souls are most receptive to his guiding hand. Let us reflect on the words from Psalm 118, verse 24, which says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This verse isn't just a statement. It's an invitation to align our hearts with a spirit of gratitude and joy. It reminds us that each day is a divine gift, intricately woven with possibilities and opportunities for us to discover and embrace. As we pray for a good day, we are not merely asking for favorable circumstances. We are also seeking to tune in our hearts to the beauty and blessings that each day holds. When we approach our day with prayer, we are not just hoping for the best. We are placing our trust in the one who holds all our days in his hands. We acknowledge that our own strength is limited but in God we find an unlimited source of strength wisdom and peace therefore our prayer becomes a powerful testament to our faith a declaration that we choose to rely on God's promises and his unfailing love to guide us through the day as we face the unknowns of the day with courage we ask not just for the absence of trouble but for the presence of God's peace that surpasses all understanding. This peace becomes our steady companion, guiding our thoughts, words, and actions, turning ordinary moments into extraordinary encounters with God's grace. As we seek God for a good day, we seek to align our will with God's will. It is in this sacred exchange that we find the essence of a truly good day, one that is not measured merely by worldly successes, but also by how closely we walk with the Lord. It's about seeing his hand in every detail, feeling his presence in every challenge, and hearing his voice in the quiet whispers of our hearts. So, my friends, let us come together in prayer, not only wishing for a better day, but as a powerful act of faith and surrender. Let us pray with hearts, full of hope, trusting that God is with us, guiding our steps and turning every day into a testament of his love and faithfulness. Today, 
as we seek a good day, let's remember that it begins here, in this moment of prayer, where heaven touches earth and your heart finds true joy in the Lord's embrace. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. You may also listen to this prayer daily as you build your faith and come in agreement. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Heavenly Father, Creator of the heavens and earth, I come before you with a heart full of praise and thanksgiving. Your majesty and glory are beyond comprehension, and your love for us is unending. I exalt your holy name and acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and in your presence I find true peace and fulfillment. Lord, I thank you for this new day, a precious gift from your generous hands. I am grateful for the breath in my lungs, the strength in my body, and the opportunities that lie ahead. Your mercies are new every morning, and your faithfulness is as boundless as the sky. For the love and grace that you have given to me and my loved ones, I am eternally thankful. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth and in my life, as it is in heaven. As I stand in your presence, I ask for forgiveness of my sins, both known and unknown. Cleanse my heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. I also forgive those who have wronged me, releasing any bitterness or resentment. For in forgiveness, I find freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare victory over my day. I seek your guidance and wisdom in every decision I make. Lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Enlighten my mind with your divine insight and help me discern your will in all things. In every conversation, every interaction, in every choice, let your wisdom be my guide. Lord, I ask for your strength and courage. In moments of weakness, be my fortress. When I face trials and tribulations, be my rock. Let your courage fill my heart, enabling me to overcome obstacles and stand firm against the winds of adversity. I'm grateful that in your strength I can achieve all things. For with you all things are possible. I pray for your peace to surround me today. Let it guard my heart and mind. In the midst of chaos, let your peace reign. Let it be a beacon of hope to those around me, a testament to your calming presence in my life. Protect me, Lord, from all harm. Be my shield and defender against the schemes of the enemy. Keep me and my loved ones safe under the shadow of your wings. Deliver us from all evil 
and lead us away from temptation. Protect us in our going out and our coming in, today and forevermore. I pray for health and well-being, not just for myself, but also for my loved ones. Heal us from every sickness and disease. Mend what is broken within us and revive what has grown weary. I thank you, Lord, that you are the great physician, the healer of all our ailments, and in your hands there is restoration and peace. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed, and I claim that promise over our lives today. I pray for deliverance from the spirits of fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and discouragement, and ask for your powerful intervention to break these chains and set me free in the name of Jesus. Lord, prosper the work of my hands. Open doors of opportunity and bless my goals and aspirations. May your abundance flow in my life and let me be a blessing to others. In your loving kindness, I ask that you meet my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, fill me with your love and compassion. Let me be a vessel of your grace, showing kindness and understanding to everyone I encounter. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all forms of attacks by the enemy. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I bind the spirit of delay, disappointment, and stagnation in the name of Jesus. I rebuke bonds of oppression and any plans of the enemy to derail your purpose for my life. Lord, as I say this prayer together with everyone listening, I am grateful for every heart that is humbled before you right now. As we come in agreement, praying for each other, let your Holy Spirit move among us, touching every life, healing every wound, and fulfilling every need. In your infinite grace, we ask that you align your blessings to meet us right where we are. May your favor be upon us. May your protection surround us, and may your peace dwell within us. We declare that everything is working for us and not against us. Deliver us from all accidents and negative incidents. We are grateful that your goodness and mercies shall follow us all the days of our lives. Gracious Lord, we pray that you will help us to have a good day today. We claim victory over our challenges, declare healing over our bodies, and we thank you for your unwavering protection. As this day ends, we return with hearts full of thankfulness for every lesson learned, for every blessing received. We give you glory. Lord, may your Holy Spirit guide us, comfort us, and empower us in all our ways. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. 
Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. If you were blessed by this prayer, type the word. When all foundations have been shaken,
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I still like that song right there. I still like it a whole lot. And so we're thankful this morning that he is still God. He's alive. He's well. You just have all power. There's no higher power. He's yet on our side today. And his words still hold true. We can cast our cares upon him, for he cares for us. His word yet holds true that if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. So when we think on these things, we can let stuff go. Yeah, I'm the head and not the tail. No weapon that is formed against me. All of this is still true today. And when I think on these things, whatever my flesh and the enemy have cooked up, I can let it go because it's a lie. Yeah, I'm believing the report of Almighty God. Yeah. His report says I'm healed, I'm filled, and I have the victory. No matter what go on, the outcome is going to be good for me. Yeah. Because no matter what comes, it, it, it won't you know, stop from coming, but it won't do anything once it comes. Yeah. It stops right there. It came and that's it. Hallelujah. Now, if I focus on it more, then I focus on the word of God. If I believe that's happening more than I believe the word of God, then I have some issues. I have some problems. I have some troubles. But if I stay focused in the word of God and believe what he said concerning me, I'm good today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I tried something uh, this month because I wanted to see and see if I could get things to a certain spot where I wanted it. And I continued on. All kind of stuff came. I held on. Yeah. That I'm yet holding on to it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're grateful unto him. And today we're going to be talking about how can I turn off what can't increase my faith in God? How can I turn off what can't or cannot increase my faith in God? Well, Barbara, what you're talking about? Things that we allow, things that we participate in, uh, we love entertainment. And many times before we pray, we'll watch TV. Before we pray, we will listen to music. Sometimes we may take a drive. We may go somewhere and hang out. When we can have all that time to pray, uh, we have some time that we can study the word. But we won't do that. We do other things. Yeah. We might call somebody and get a conversation going. We may go visit someone because we don't want to humble and submit. So we do all these other things. Yeah, I've been there and done that. Yes, plenty of times. But I'm praying that the Lord would hold me to his word. Lord, help me to study. Because when you begin to study and you believe what you're studying, that get in you. Yeah, it get in your mind, it get in your heart, and you believe. That's what faith is. And you begin to remember these things and walk accordingly. You're more than blessed. No matter what comes your way, it's like you step right over there and continue going. 
because you left it behind you. You left it back there for God to deal with. You're not going to deal with it. Yeah, you're going to let him that have all power and who's able to fix any and everything, no matter what it may be, you're leaving all your troubles with him. Yeah, I thank God this morning that I can let go and let him. Oh, yeah, I can let go. Because I got no point in holding on to it. What what am I gonna do with it? Yeah, what what can I change? The doctor said this and that and what can I do about it? If the doctor gave you a few days to live, a few months to live, what can you do about it? Take it to the Lord and leave it there. That's all we can do about it. Yeah. Well, well, Lord, they said they give me a week to live, seven days. So, Lord, my life is in you. And I want longer than seven days. I want to live and not die to declare your works. And I know this sounds plain and simple and too easy, but it's just that easy. Because he hear us the first time. Yeah, he hear every word you say. Because his eyes are in every place. Yeah. And he's beholding the evil and the good. His ears are not deaf. His arms are not too short to reach down. It's us. Where's our faith? What do we believe? Where do we keep our hearts and minds? Because he said if we keep our mind on him, it's him that would keep us in perfect peace. So if we're not in perfect peace, that means our mind and hearts are somewhere else. I got to gird up the loins of my heart and mind and put it on Jesus and walk in that. Study the word. Pray. Yeah. And see, I pray, but I got to have that word. I got to have the word of God with prayer. It strengthens me to do what I need to do. I can pray about something, but I need to remember what his word said. For his word holds true. It's a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. It shows me the way to go, no matter what the situation is. Now, when I give more to my flesh than I give to God, oh, yeah, I'm going to go through. But if I can just let that flesh go and give it to God, cast my cares upon him, well, he cares for me. I can go bolder before the throne of grace and make my petition known unto him. But once I make the petition known, I got to walk away. Because how can I turn off what can't increase my faith in God? How can I turn it off? I figured this. Faith in God's word and prayer turns it off. Faith in God's word and prayer turns it off. Are you believing what you hear in the word? Uh, uh, I think it was last week. Shantae and I could have been Saturday. Uh, we was having a little Bible reading. And she did all the reading and I just listened. The scripture says, faith cometh by hearing. Listen. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of God. She read it out loud. 
I think it was on Monday she told me, she said, Mama, I read that out loud. I enjoyed that. And that's sticking with me. I'm not forgetting. Why? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the word of God. So we have to put this in motion. We have to put this in action. God is an action God. We must be a, 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 a spiritual action people. If his word says something concerning us, we need to focus there so that we can get the blessings of God. But it's when we off key, when we don't focus, watch as well as pray. When we know anything, the enemy done creeped in. When we know anything, our flesh are, are, are dictating to us what's going on. And that flesh is something serious. There's no good thing in it. Yeah, that flesh will tell you. Now, you know for yourself, you're not around town cussing nobody out about nothing. You haven't had no road rage. You don't do all of that. You drive and go on about your business. Somebody cut you off, okay. They having a bad day. And uh, evidently the devil working with them so I can have one, but I'm not. I didn't cut nobody off. They cut me off. And I'm going on in Jesus. But if we focus on that thing, oh, they cut me off. Oh, let me give them a piece of my mind right now. Yeah. Uh, this person told me that when people used to uh, drive crazy uh, with them, they would follow them home. They would hang out the window, cussing them out and just acting like a pure donkey. Yeah. That's what the flesh many times won't. That's what the enemy won't. But when we're in Jesus and he's in us, we slow it way down. Yeah, we slow it way down. I can remember the time I was just as stupid as I could be. You hear me? I'm talking about insane. And and I know I looked apart. Now, to me, I didn't look crazy. To me, I looked normal like everybody, just as crazy as I could be. Yeah, a woman two times my size, and I was not this size during that time. Woman two size, two times my size, I'm a clown with her. A man. You know no woman is no match for no man. I'm a clown with the man. I'm telling him what I do to him. <laughs> and it wasn't true. Because all he had to do was knock me out. I was out for the count. You see? Yeah. But that flesh will wrap up and it will make you act a pure donkey. Yes, it will. So we have to stay on top of watching as well as praying. We have to stay on top of what the word says. We can be angry. We can get angry, but sin not. But if we're not watching as well as praying, if we're not allowing the word of God to be our guide, the word of God is what leads us every day. We'll find ourselves in big trouble. Do you know preachers go to jail, pastors go to jail, bishops go to jail, apostles go to jail? And it's not because of Jesus. It's not because we did something to stand up for the word of God. We, we did something to stand up for our Lord and Savior. No. They go to jail because they allowed their flesh to rule and reign in their lives. 
if we said I do at that altar, wherever your altar was, you went to God and you told him to forgive you. You believe that Jesus is a son and he sent his son because he loves us. And if we'll believe on him, we won't perish. Lord, I'm believing on you. I need you to forgive me for all my sins. Come into my heart and live forever. Now, if you believe that, fill me with your spirit. And you don't just stop right there once you get up from the altar. You get up telling everybody you can that you're born again. But guess what? Days and days and days and weeks and months and years go by. Still talking of his goodness. You still studying his word. You still reading his word out loud. Because you are trying to stay in the guidelines of the word of God. I know many people on that job, they got it down pat. All the rules and regulations. They know what to do and what not to do. But when it comes to the book of God, the rules and regulations, we could care less. We pick it up and take it up when we want to. Well, a day I'm just not going to cuss nobody out. Yeah. Uh, he, she got on my nerves, but I'm going to do this and that. Even in the home. But for everything and for everybody, we must put this word to work. Donna Lawrence said, let the word do the work. And we must let that word do the work. Because if not, we'll find ourselves in trouble. Because we done did the work. We didn't let the word do it. We didn't ask God to help us to do it. We went on and did it. Yeah. I've heard people say, but I, I can't stand stupid people. But have there ever been a time when you were stupid? Have there ever been a time when you weren't on top of your game? When you did something uh, 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 far-fetched? Yeah. You gambled on something. Yeah. So how can I turn off what cannot increase my faith in God? How can I turn that off? Because what I do daily should increase my faith in God. What I'm doing, because I'm talking of his wondrous works. I, I, I'm studying and reading his word. And I'm praying. And guess what? The more I share about the goodness of God, the more it reminds me and keeps me in place. Yeah, it helps me. God always had what I call a twofold blessing. He loves a cheerful giver. And when we give his word to others, when we talk of his wondrous works, we're giving. Many times we call it the lost, people who have not received him as their Lord and Savior. Or those who received him or believed, but they went back out there. They didn't stay, you know, with God to study, to pray, to seek him. They received him and went on back. So we call them the lost. So what we do is when we share with the lost, because we're trying to get them to come home, that's giving. I meet people many times over on LinkedIn. 
and they want to talk for a few minutes, and then I tell them, I have a gift for you. And if you receive this gift and use it, it would be a blessing unto you for the rest of your life. Now, what is it? A scripture? A scripture. And maybe Ecclesiastes, let us consider the whole uh, 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 matter, you know, the conclusion of the matter. Remember, God going to pay us for everything we do. In this life and in that life to come where we'll spend eternity with him, no matter what, he's always paying. He won't owe you for anything. He won't owe you for witnessing unto others. We pray to him and he pay us <laughs> for coming to him in prayer. But we must believe. All of this started by believing God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. I believe that's Hebrews 11. We must believe God's word and stand. Now, while you're standing on the word, listen, I want to say that it's the sure foundation. Nothing can kill it. Nothing can bend it up. You can't beat it up. It's solid. It's the most solid thing you'll ever endure in your life. So look, while you are standing on that solid foundation, the enemy is coming. I want to warn you. He may come through your husband. He may come through your wife. He may come through your children. He may come through on the job. He may come through on your phone. He may come through, <laughs> through your bills. He is coming, and he will get in where he can fit in. And what he does is he looks to see what's the weakness, what will really mess you up for the day. That's the way he's coming. He knows you wrote that report, and you wrote a good report. Now, you can't even find the file where you put it on your computer, knowing if you turn that report in, boy, look at here, you might even get a raise. But he going to try to fool with you so you won't remember where you put the report. Yeah. And then telling you, oh, you, you, you can't find this, so you may as well give it up because somebody else going to get that. You out the race. Oh, he's a fool and a liar. I will make a fool and a liar out of us. We're standing on the word of God, that solid foundation, and he's coming. Your wife has never come home and, and told you, I'm not cooking no dinner tonight. I'm not doing nothing. I'm going in the living room. I'm going to watch TV, and I don't want nobody saying nothing to me. She has never done that. And you looking because see you standing on the word. You 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 made a choice no matter what. I'm gonna stand on the word. So the enemy not only heard that, but he saw that, so he he come and he gonna use the closest thing to you, he gonna use the wife this time. It's best you say, Okay, 
and I'm going to the den of the bedroom. I'm headed to prayer. I wouldn't even tell her that. I'd just go do that. Because telling her that, that, that'll bring on a fight. See, it wasn't no fight. It was just some feelings hurt, but now it's going to be a fight. So you just go do what you got to do. Many times you can't tell that husband nothing. If you say something to him, it's going to bring on some foolishness. So it's best you say nothing. Go pray. Sometimes you you can't study the word, but you can read it. Go read. Believe in that, that you're reading. You can't read it out loud. He's upset in the house. So you don't want to do anything to bring on a fight. So what you do is you get your Bible and get in your corner somewhere and, and pray and read. Tell God about it. Strengthen me, Lord. The enemy has come because I'm standing on your word. But there's nothing he can do but harass me and aggravate me. He can't knock me off the word. I'm standing. And I, I'm going to stand until you deliver whatever. See, because you made up your mind, yeah, that you was going to stand on the word. You was going to walk by faith and not by sight. And the enemy want to show you, no, you can't do it. I bring so much calamity, you won't be, but no calamity shall come down my dwelling. Not only that, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But he wants you to believe he coming to heal, steal, and destroy, but not with me. I'm in the word. I'm on the word. I'm about the word. I'm quoting the word. I'm living the word. You just got to do what you got to do, devil, which is nothing. Because, again, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that loved me. He said, I'm the head and not the tail. Get out is what you can do. I cash it back to the pits of hell. Get out. Now he'll leave. But it don't mean he's going to stay gone. He's coming back with something else. But I'm standing on that solid foundation. I'm standing in faith in the word of God. I believe it with every fiber of my being. To my core, I'm believing this. Because it has worked for me before and it'll work this time. So how can I turn off what cannot increase my faith in God? I got to have faith. I got to pray. I got to trust God. Yeah. I got to know that I'm standing on his word. Again, you can't bust it up with an iron pipe. You know how they had those drilling things? You can't even drill to break it up. You can break up cement quicker than you would ever break up the word of God. You can't break it. It holds true throughout eternity. That's our power for you. Hallelujah. Know how you power. And do we believe that? Because see, we get sidetracked many days. And we're looking at what's going on. But many days we need to let go. Let it go. God has already worked it out for my faith. 
He's already given me favor over this thing, but the enemy keep coming, and my flesh keep rearing up or raring up. Yet my flesh keep on acting up because it wants me to go against the word of God. He says stand, and after standing, stand some more. No, the flesh don't want you standing. It wants you doing something. No good thing in it. It wants you doing something, so you'll step outside the word. You'll even step outside the will of God. Because you're trying to get this thing worked out as quick as possible. Be anxious for nothing. And all things through prayer and supplications. We let our requests be made known unto God. And we got to resist the devil. And he will flee. It does not mean he's not coming back, but each time he come back, I got to resist it. And then he's coming back at a time when you least expect it. That's when, when you think you got your boots on tight and laced up good, that, that's not when he's coming. He's coming when you're not even thinking about being uh, 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 stable. He's coming when you are serving and, and, and you believe in God and you standing on his word and you talking to others about the goodness of God. You're not expecting no foolishness. That's when he comes. He want to stop your godly plans. Your plans to walk up right before the Lord daily because he don't like that. Daily? You going to stay in the word? No, no, uh-uh. I got to throw... Something over there. Yeah, I, I got to try to push her off the word. She's standing too long and too strong. He's standing too long and too strong. I, I, I need to push him off. But when we know our Redeemer lives and he lives in us, and we're standing on the solid foundation, the word of God, after standing, we're going to stand some more. And I, I want to share this too. A lot of times we get caught up into vanity. Mm-hmm. Looks. And looks can be deceiving. When I tell you I've seen some very attractive men in, in my life, I, I, in lifetime, I've seen this. Only God revealed to me and strengthen me to know some things and to behave myself. Oh, yeah. I would see them. I'm going with the natural eye. Not looking in the spirit now. Because the believer, we must walk in the spirit. We got to look spiritually to see what's going on. If not, we're going to get caught up just like the world. So I'm looking with the natural eye, and I'm seeing the man and how attractive he is. And look, y'all, telling myself, oh, he good looking. I should speak to him. Well, go on and do that and watch what happens. Because you're not looking spiritually. You're not checking him out spiritually. You're checking him out naturally. And how many know if you hang out with natural long enough it'll bring you out the spirit? You'll stop, you'll stop fumbling around like they fumbling around. Yeah. The Lord showed me this one. He was a car salesman for the Lincoln Company, Mercury Company. And I'm looking at him. I'll never forget this day. 
had on black pants, a white shirt, and a black tie, and if I'm not mistaken, a black suit coat. Uh, he could have had his coat off because he was going somewhere, you know, to lunch or something. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at how good he looks. And my flesh said, give him your phone number. He'll call you. I was saved during this time now. The Lord said, but you don't see what's in it. Look again. Woo, look at him. When I tell you I matched that gas, I was in Orlando, Florida on West Colonial. Headed up towards OBT. When I tell you I turned that corner so fast, I almost hit the, the, the light pole. Getting away from there. Because looking naturally, oh, it was a handsome, beautiful thing. But looking spiritually, oh, no, ma'am, that's not what nobody wanted. Not no woman. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Children either. You see? So many times we sidetracked. We walking in our natural self, not remember to look spiritually. Because God gave you some, if he saved you, he gave you some spiritual eyes. And many times we don't slow down. We don't stop to look and see. We don't stop to listen. And what the spirit is saying to you, the church. We just keep right on moving. But if we'll stop, pay attention. Yeah, I, it, let me tell you something. I've had men that come and tell me all kind of things, call me all kind of sweet names. <laughs> Y'all forgive me for laughing. Uh, they love me, don't even know me, don't know my birthday, nothing about me, but you love me. Now, if I was one of them women that's moving, you know, not paying attention, just going on, oh, he loved me, oh, I'm going to be his honey bunny, I'm caught in a trap. And when I open my eyes, I'm messed up. I done gave too much away. I done did too much. I done sinned against God and the wages of sin is death. Oh, I done did all kind of crazy stuff because I operated in my flesh. But in the spirit, it taught me, slow down, take a listen, take a look. When I did all of these things, I said, it can't be. This is a trick of the enemy. This is a lie. I can't believe I, a lie. I'm used to the truth. So how can I turn off what cannot increase my faith in God. How am I going to turn it off? I'm not going to believe a lie. I'm going to have discernment to know the difference between when the enemy moving, my flesh is moving, and when God is in control. And if I don't know, I'm going to stand on his word. And after standing, I'm going to stand on his word some more. I'm not moving. Yeah, I'm going to stand still and know that he is God, not me. Not what this flesh is telling me. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm learning more in 2024. Oh, that rhymes. I didn't even know that would rhyme. But that's what's happening. God has shown me some things. Yeah. And teaching me. Behave yourself. 
Shut that thought down. Shut your mouth. Don't turn this way. Go that way. Mm-hmm. Prayer is key. Ooh, we, in 2024, we must pray more. I, I'm telling you. And as we look out into the world, there's so much to pray for. And we got to get some holy boldness because we got to open our mouth and speak. We can't be afraid. I'm going to mind my business. Now, the lost is your business. God wished that none should perish, and you should wish that none should perish. We need to talk to children if we can. Children love attention anyway. You give a child some attention, and don't buy them a gift. You got them locked in forever. They'll start listening to you. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I may have had to buy a teenage boy a pair of name brand sneakers and pay them some attention, as we call it. What games you like? Why you like that game? I can remember being in, in, in Alaska, Fairbanks, working at the children's shelter, the runaway shelter. And I come to work one morning, and there was this young man. He was from Texas. I knew it was from the South because he had Southern accent, you know. And so I couldn't just focus on him because there was more children. I called everybody up. I said, come on, we're having a meeting. And uh, got in the meeting. I asked everybody, when you become an adult, what would you really like to be? What's been your dream ever since you could remember? And I talked to each one about it, encouraged them. Yeah. And this young man, he took a real liking to me. And I could tell he saw me as a mother. Uh-huh, I could tell. I would be in the kitchen cooking, here he comes, asking me all kind of questions. When he turned 17, when he turned 18, I took him home, out the shelter. Got him a job. Mm -hmm. God blessed me to bless him because if not, he would have been destroyed up there. Ooh, he didn't know. It was pitiful. But today, he's a full-grown man in his 30s. And every now and then he'd say, hey, mom, I love you. Yeah, same young man. Very attractive. You, you can see he, he he became a man. I said, what you doing? I'm working. <laughs> yeah, my birthday comes. And don't let me ask him for something. I remember one time I asked him, I said, hey, can you send me $20? He said, what? What's going on? I said, nothing. I just need $20. He sent the $20, and then he come. He said, hey, you all right? What's going on? I said, it wasn't for me. I'm raising money for somebody else. You see, the work, the work is yet speaking for me today. He's a full-grown man 20 years later. And the work I did way back then is still speaking. But how does this happen? I have to turn off huh, 
what won't keep me growing in God. The things that will not keep me growing in God, I want to turn it off. Even if it's a person, if they're not going to cause me to grow in God, I have to turn them off. I have to get away from them sometime completely and never return. Because whatever it takes to stay and to increase me in his way, that's what I want. That's what every believer, every Christian, every saint should want. Because anything else, it will destroy us. We'll have many hard days. Sometimes it's your children. It's your children. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from them. Get them away from you because they'll cause you not to increase in faith in God. I know many times if I listened to mine, I wouldn't be where I am in God today. I'd have been somewhere babysitting their children and being a grandmama and a great-grandmama and all of that. And the child just destroying me. Because I just love them so much and I'm not focused in God and I'm not standing on the solid foundation because I'm too busy standing in them to make sure they get what makes them happy. Can't do it. I got to stay with God. It's right to do right. It's right to love our loved ones. But if they're not going to do right by God, I'm going to love you from a distance and pray for you, Sugarfoot. Mm-hmm. Honey bunny. Yeah, I have adult grandchildren today. Adults, they grown. <laughs> and I have a grandson, we call him Poochie. <laughs> He's the son of my oldest son. I don't hear from him very often, but what I do, it makes me very excited. Yeah, he told me one day, he said, Grandmama, I don't know what the rest of them thinking. He said, but I appreciate you, and I love you, Grandmama. And that, he meant that from his heart. <laughs> he said, and Grandmama, I said, yeah, I haven't forgotten. Because he used to get off the school bus, and I used to drive down to the corner and pick him up, make him get in the car and take him home with me. I did time for him to go home when his mom came home. Fed him and everything. What you want to eat, McDonald's? I said, you don't want me to cook now, Grandmama. Don't cook nothing. Just get me some McDonald's. Yeah, Mr. Poochie. <laughs> you see? But guess what? I didn't stop to take care of Poochie. I left Poochie in the care of his parents, and I went on to obey God. Cute little fella. Today, he's very attractive. <laughs> Yeah, got him a beard and he buff. He, you know, been working out. That's his dad. But anyway, he been working out and things. But I couldn't stop there. I had to keep it moving. I couldn't just gather all my grandchildren, my great-grands and my children, and we just a beautiful family. The harvest is plenteous and the labor's a few, Barbara. Pray that I send more labors into the vineyard, but I'm going to send you out to do a work. And because I didn't stay right there with the children and the grands and the great-grand and just be a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother, but I went on to the vineyard and working it. Until this day, many can say I've been blessed by God. Not her. She was a worker. 
She delivered what he gave her, but it wasn't her. It was him, almighty God, that have all power. Yeah, I, I didn't become another wife. I've been married once. And I didn't decide to become somebody else's wife again. I decided to work that vineyard because, again, the harvest was plenteous, but the labors was few. I prayed that he sent more labors. Hey, glory. But I remembered the labor that he called and he chose me for. So that many could hear. How can I turn off what I cannot, what cannot increase my faith in God? How can I turn it off? If I had a husband, I may not be here this morning to share this. But because I don't have one, I'm able to come faithfully each morning and share this. And whether it grow or not grow, I don't have it to worry about. Why is that, Bob? It's between God and I. <laughs> it's between me and God. I'm working unto him for the sake of his people. He loves his people. And he wants you to tell his people the truth. And if you got anything that his people can use, he wants you to be a cheerful giver and give it to him. If it's an encouraging word, if it's a scripture, if it's $2, it, whatever it is, he wants you to give it to his people and not look back. Don't worry about what his people don't give to you because he's a supplier, oh, hallelujah, of need. You, you, you need uh, Jesus in the morning radio talk show paid for, oh, that's what you need where he is the money. You need it, uh, they're going to give you two months free. <laughs> oh, that's the kind of God he is. Well, you need to have your oil chains in your car because you want to keep going to see about somebody, but okay. Because I had fallen into the mold to take it easy. I had fallen into the mold to uh, do less so that natural things could come forth more. But I can't do that no more. I can't let natural things overtake spiritual things. I got to get back on the battlefield. Someone said something to me the other day to let me know. Uh, have you dropped the ball, Barbara? Because it appears you're not doing what you used to do. I, I, I was in dire straits and you was there. Now you're not quite there anymore. And it, 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 it triggered something. And I was like, okay, get up. You got to get up and wake up and get out. So 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm in the shower. <laughs> so after the show, I can go do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. And because I don't go to Walmart. I get everything I need at the door. That's how I avoided COVID and many other things. I don't, I'm not... I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. And I'm not trying to mix and mingle with whatever. So I have to get back and obey God and work again. Yeah. And it's okay in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So look, we're going to one more song of the morning. When we come back, the studio is open. We'll still be sharing some other things this morning, announcements and 
we may even go back to encourage a little bit more. How can I turn off what cannot increase my faith in God? How can I? I should turn it off. He said I could come boldly before the throne of grace and make my petition known unto him. Why can't I turn this off? Why do I keep letting it offend me? Why do I keep letting it come up? Why do I keep struggling with it? Why do I keep banking on it? It's not increasing my faith in God. It's making me want to step out in the natural. But yet, sometimes God can use the same thing to increase your faith. Did you know that? God can use your weaknesses to increase your faith. Because certain things can't nobody fix but him. I don't care who you go to, who you call, how much they pray with you. Nobody can fix it but Almighty God. And you got to depend on him because the people that prayed with you, they can't be there every day, all day. He can. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you until the end. So sometimes he'll use that thing to increase your faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's that kind of God. He's on our side in spite of us. He looks beyond our fault and yet meet our needs. Yeah, he's that kind of God. Hallelujah. We're going in here, uh, one by Bishop Roberson, uh, Bishop Neil Roberson. Oh, how wonderful. So let's take a listen. Oh, oh, oh. Won't you lift your hand and tell God thank you all over this room? What an honor it is to know Jesus. the valley, he's a bright morning star, he'll hear you when you call him, really don't make no difference how far you are, if Jesus will go with you. Holy. 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Bishop Neil Robeson. And oh, how wonderful this morning. Listen, I wanted to um, go back and look at uh, Ecclesiastes, the sixth chapter. And this will help us too uh, many days to understand and to know that we don't want to be uh, in vanity, with vanity. It's no good. It's evil. What we want to be is just straight up who we are, what we are. Uh, God is our all, and we don't have to add nothing or take nothing away from it. God is who he is in us. Hallelujah. As we allow him to be, I should put that there too. So looking at Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 6, it says this sign at verse 1, and we're probably going to read down to uh, verse 11. It says, there is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. Now, what could he be talking about? There's an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. Verse 2 says, a man of whom God has given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desired. Yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. Do you hear what God called vanity? An evil disease. He said it was an evil. Uh-huh. If a man, verse 3, beget an hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no barrier, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. Mm-hmm. Verse 4 says, For he cometh in with vanity and departed in darkness and his name shall be covered with darkness. We, we want to be careful. We want to be careful. Vanity is evil. We'll present some things that won't even touch it. I, I've seen people have a living room never sit in it. Beautiful. They saving that for when guests come. Guests never come. Vanity. Because you want to show off what you know, what you got. Bang. Yeah, I see women paint. They, I, I do all kind of stuff. Bang. Nothing is wrong with their face. Nothing is wrong with their bodies. Verse 4 says, For he cometh in with vanity and departed in darkness, and his name shall be covered with darkness. Moreover, he had not seen the sun, nor known anything. This has more rest than the other. Yea, 
Though he lived a thousand years twice told, yet has he seen no good. Do not all go to one place? Hmm. Verse 7 says, all the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. People like to talk about what they've done. I talk about mine to give testimonies unto God. Because I know it wasn't me who did it. For many, I can do this and I've done that and this and, and they said that about me. And they, they're not filled. They, they don't get enough. A vain thing, I call it. They don't get enough of vain being pat on their back. Oh, they strive extra hard so they can be looked upon, so that they can be exalted. Yeah, but he told us not to exalt ourselves. He will exalt us in due season. Yeah, when, when it's time. Verse 8 says, for what has the wise more than the fool? What has the poor that know to walk before the living? What has the poor that knoweth to walk before the living? For what has the wise more than the fool? Verse 9 says, Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Verse 10 says, That which has been named already, and it is known that it is man, neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. That which has been is named already, that which has been in his name already. And it is known that it is man. Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity. What is man? The better. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity. What is man? The better. Many things increase vanity, but what will increase us in our faith? What will increase us to believe more in God? Because there's many things that increase us in vanity. Uh, ladies especially, today men has joined in. Though. Because look, men go to the nail shop and get their nails done. Now, I might could understand them going to get them, them feet done because <laughs> men, they, they're not like women. Every now and then, he may soak his feet at home and try to do what he can for them. So if he could get to the nail shop and get them done, okay. He happy. 
His feet feel better because they work. But now he going in there to get a, a manicure and his nails looking better than mine. He done picked a beautiful color. Wait a minute. Hold up. That, that's not the kind of man I want to call a man. Something missing. Men are rough, rugged, and real. Men are different from women. They change oil and cars and all this kind of stuff. And and they don't keep up with the same trends that women keep up with. They're different. Yeah. Women, we, by eyelashes, we cut our brows off and paint them on with a pencil. Vanity. Uh, uh, we go and we get fake nails. So our hands can look a certain way, vanity. We go to the wig shops, to the aging shops and get hair. Sew it in, glue it in, uh, braid it in, plait it in. All kind of ways we get it in there. Vanity. Because women like pretty and they like to walk around and, and feel pretty. They, you know, they they... And then they think just the ways of a woman that we do this and it will somehow make men like us. But I've seen real thoroughbred men that like the natural woman. No sewed in, glued in, plaid in, braided in, hair. No glued on eyelashes, no painted on eyebrows. She over 300 pounds, he don't have no problem with it. He's a man, she's a woman. They different. <laughs> yeah. Vanity. And the scripture is telling us this. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity. The thoughts of many will increase the vain things they do to themselves. Some folks say, my lips too thin, I need bigger lips. So they go to these people and let them shoot them in their lips to swell their lips up. Uh, I'm getting wrinkled. So they go and they shoot them in their cheeks to push their cheeks out to, to try to get rid of the wrinkles. I know a guy they call him Mickey Rock. Anybody heard of him? Back in the day, he played in a movie called Nine and a Half Weeks, I think. That was the name of it. I thought uh, 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 Mickey was a, a, a very attractive man. That's what I thought. And even in age, it, it didn't matter. You wasn't an ugly man from the beginning. The last time I saw Mickey, uh, I didn't know it was him. Yeah, because cosmetic this and that. Hollywood is like that. And many of us, we sit around and church folks and watch Hollywood things and we mimic after what we see in the world. Bang. Yeah. I have natural hair, natural this, natural that. Take care of it. And they told me, oh, that natural hair, ooh, that's a lot of work. No, it's not. You're going to wash it. 
Now you have to moisturize it, condition it, yeah. And you may have to go for your trim every eight weeks, okay. But it's your natural hair. And if you continue to do this, it'll grow long. And now if you want it pressed, get a press out. But some people don't do it because it don't last long, they say. <laughs> but vanity. The things that our mind tell us to do, that we are vain. This is why we got to turn off what cannot increase our faith in God. Whatever it is, turn it off. We're in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. I love perfume. Oh, I love some perfume. All of this. Body spray. I like all that kind of care. And I like using it. I like a good soap. But that that's me. That's not so when I go out, it can be shown to the world. And No, that, that's just Barbara and what Barbara like. Yeah. I, I don't like long hair per se unless it's my natural hair so I, I, I don't think I'm going to buy some stuff so that you know I can have it sewed in, braided in plaited in, glued in or however else I get it in yeah I think I just deal with what I got tell God thank you and, Lord, increase it if that's what I want. Thicken my hair. Lord, grow my hair. Whatever I want. Lord, grow my brow. Grow my lashes. You gave them to me. You made this body. You know what to do for it. All of this will increase our faith in him because we're going to him for what we need. I, I'm not going over to the hair store. I'm going to him in prayer. Yeah. And I, I've never seen so many black women with such super long hair as I do today. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. I've been braised, plaits, all the way down to their knees. I'm like, my goodness. Any and everybody know it's fake, but they don't care. And then the world just accepted it. Men accepted it. And, and and a lot of men like the Jezebel look. Yeah, they like the look of a whore. And this is what drives these women into doing all of this, so that men will accept them. But again, there's some natural men, real thoroughbred men, just accept the woman the way she looks. She's a woman. She's different from him. She is different than he is. Opposite attract. But anyway, I wanted to share that, and uh, I want to talk about the cookie dough. I'm waiting on Mary to call me back. I got a hold of JB. He was the man who set me up with everything, and so he gave me a number and told me to call the number and talk to Mary, and uh, Mary would get everything rolling. So it's been a few days, and I haven't heard from Mary. I'm going to call back today and see when will this cookie dough be delivered. Because it makes me feel bad, and it makes me look bad. And people say, well, did she get it from a scammer, or who scammed her? 
nobody scamming. <laughs> they are just slow. And why, I don't know. I can't answer your question. Uh, they were a part of that Indian River where we bought the oranges and, and grapefruits and all of that, but, and that was slow. So I didn't know it at first, but now I know. So I have to be careful uh, doing a fundraiser through them because it won't be a quick process. You you pay for it Monday. By the next Monday, you got your cookie dough. That's not the way they roll. This started way in December. And January is almost out. And people are not reporting back that they got the cookie dough because they are slow. Yeah. So I'll be calling Mary back today about the cookie dough. Dr. William, Pastor William in uh, Philadelphia, she bought cookie dough. And most times when I do a fundraiser, uh, Pastor William jump on board. Yeah, I met this woman years ago, years ago. And uh, she always favored me. God gave me favor with her. And when I went to Philadelphia, she took good care of me. I went to New Jersey. She took good care of me. No, we're not going to eat fat. And stuff. I wanted Burger King so bad. She, but, but she went on and let me have a burger, y'all. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you this morning. Yeah. So I'm thankful uh, unto the Lord, Sister uh I mean, Minister Spinner, uh, Minister Shonda, they bought, Sister Dot, she bought cookie dough. And so I want them to get their cookie dough, and I want uh, Mary and JB or whoever in charge to stop playing around. Now. <laughs> I'm calling back again today to see if I can talk to someone about the uh, cookie dough. Yeah. And I thank you for the faithful few that bought cookie dough. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. So, look, we read Ecclesiastes, and we're thinking and focusing on walking in the Spirit. And know this, whatever you tell God, he hears you the first time. I promise you he hears you the first time. His ears are not deaf to your call. He has shown me this over and over. I heard you the first time. And it's not like he forgets, but he's got perfect timing. He's not giving me something before time, because if I get it before time, it can mess me up, or it will mess me up. I got it before he gave it. What he gives, it'll add no sorrow. It, It should make you cry. It should make you unhappy if God gave it to you. Because he won't withhold no good thing from us. Hallelujah. So we, we just want to be careful. And when we ask for something, no, he heard. But what it is, we're being anxious. He didn't move yet. I'm going and ask again. I don't I don't want to keep asking because he heard me the first time. I need to get in the wait mode. Wait on him. And we keep running back because we, we're having a struggle with waiting. We're having a struggle with letting patience have her perfect work. But if we let patience have a perfect, we're going to be entire and wanting for nothing. 
You know why? He heard us the first time. He's going to deliver, but it's going to be in his perfect timing, not in mine. And I don't really need it in my perfect timing. My perfect time is the wrong time. Every time. But when I wait on him and he deliver, it's the right time. Every time. Yeah, I, I can remember waiting on, uh, let's say, spring clothes. I had some shoes already, but I didn't really know what to buy to wear with the shoes. Springtime was coming. I prayed for spring wardrobe. What he gave me worked with every pair of shoes I already had. Even going to the prison, people would say, oh, that's a nice outfit. I would tell them thank you, but I would say thank you, Jesus. Why? In his timing, he put it together. Because it was going to give me favor where I needed to be for what I needed to do. Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing, he said. All things in prayer and supplication. All things in prayer and supplication. Make your request known unto God. But see, a lot of times we make our requests known unto him, but we don't leave the request with him. We make it and take it on back with us, and then we write back over there again, taking it boldly back before the throne of the day of grace. Well, you've been there with it. Why didn't you leave the petition with me? You brought it to me. You brought your prayer. You, you brought your request. You told me what you wanted. Leave it here so I can fix it and walk away. We can't do that. We're too anxious. That, that, that's a big problem with us. The believer, the people of God, the saints of God, the Christians, the followers of Jesus Christ. We have a problem waiting on God. Letting patience have her perfect work. Even asking the question, how can I turn off what can increase my faith in God? I need to turn off anxiousness. That's the first thing. I need to turn that off. I need to turn off the great anticipation. Turn it off. Stand still and know that he's God. Wait on him patiently. He's coming with more than you ask for. He's coming with more than you need. Coming with more than you want every time. I ask for ten dollars, he give me thirty. <laughs> oh yeah. I ask for shoes, he give me socks, dresses, uh, 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 jeans, whatever to go with it. He's a more than God, more than enough. But we're working on patience. We're working on not being anxious. Wait. Knowing he heard me the first time, he's going to fix it for me. He's going to give me more than. I just need to take my eyes off this thing and put my eyes on the work that he called me to. Put Put my eyes on... Uh, seeking those that are lost so I can uh, lift them up and he can draw them unto him. Take my eyes off this car I want and, and see what's going on with my neighbor. Can I help in some kind of way? 
My family may need some help. On the job, there may be somebody I can help on the job. And while I'm helping them, my mind is off my situation. I've had them to tell me, but you don't understand, but I do. <laughs> Been there and done that. Anxious, uh, done went to the Lord 35 times for the same thing. God, did you hear me, Lord? He heard me the first time. He ain't say nothing. Are you crazy? Are you come on now. If my eyes in every place, I'm beholding the evil and the good. You don't think I heard you the first time? See, sometimes I talk to myself like that. Yeah, sometimes I tell myself now, Barbara, that's crazy. God gave you a sound mind, but you you're not using what He gave you, cause you acting like He didn't know that. He knew it before it happened. You're the one surprised. Not him. Sit down. Relax. I've even told myself, uh, go, go make you some lemonade. Maybe you thirsty. <laughs> make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> Maybe you hungry. Because you, you know better than this. God is faithful. He's not going nowhere. He promised he wouldn't leave you and not forsake you. He's going to be with you until the end. Why are you all up in the air about what you can't change? Only he can. Wait on it. You already made the petition known unto him. Wait. See, but we we, we make it known, but we, we want him to move when we want him to move. Right now, Lord, right now. God's saying, I can't move on that right now. I'll move on the next Wednesday, but it won't be today. <laughs> It won't work together for you good today. It won't work until next Wednesday. Sometimes we asking God to tell us when. Lord, give me a date. And sometimes God don't say that a date. You wait. That's what I need you to do. I said, wait on me. Be of a good courage. I'm going to strengthen your heart. Wait on me. But many times we can't do it. I'm working on that thing. Ooh-wee. And look, I told you about that new truck. Do y'all know I can have that new truck today if I want it? Did you know that? I told you. Yeah, all I had to do was wait until he spoke. Yeah, because I could have tried to get it whenever I wanted. It wasn't going to work because I need him to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So this is what we're working on, us, in this new year. Yeah, a friend of mine, brother, uh, a minister, uh, Fred Sanders, sent me something, and the preacher was preaching about the door being closed. See, the door behind him was open. So when he went through that door to get to the next door, the next door was locked. Yeah. But he made a step and the door come open and the door behind him shut because the new door had come open and it was a bigger and better what was inside that door. All we got to do is wait. All we have to do is wait on God. Yeah, stay in the word, stay in the word. Read the word out loud to yourself. Faith cometh by hearing, 
hearing the word of God. He already told us many things of vanity. We're not walking in vainness. We're walking in the spirit of God. We're standing on his word, and after standing, we're going to stand some more. Yeah. Allowing the word of God to lead and guide us. Talking about the word of God is a reminder again that helps us to remember and to walk in his word, not in our own thoughts. Because these thoughts, I tell you, they're not the thoughts. They're no good. I need spiritual thoughts. I need the word of God moving for me. That's what I need. All this other stuff, they can keep it. Yeah. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Hallelujah. I'm working on going back with him when he comes. Yeah. They told me he's coming on a cloud and every eye shall see him. And I'm grateful that I get to see him. Hallelujah. And I, I get to see him as my Lord and Savior. I thank him that I come back with him to judge the world. Yeah. And I made it in when I hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. I made it in. I'm going to live out through eternity. Death won't be no more. It's worth it. When I tell you it's worth it to increase in my faith, and to do the things that increase my faith. It's worth it. No more crying. I don't have to see no more child abuse, elderly abuse, women abuse, men abuse. I don't have to hear about another young person dying in the streets. I don't have to be concerned about what the leadership is not doing and what they are doing. And if leadership is following what God has uh, uh, led them to, all of this is over. No more bill paying. I, I, I don't have to calculate and keep up with a checking account. I, I, I don't have to worry about, well, I, I wish I could save more. I, I don't have all that to worry about. No more. Matter of fact, time won't be no more. God wiped every tear away and you ain't got to worry about crying again. It's worth it. It's worth it to wait on God. It's worth it to increase in the things that will keep our faith in God. It's worth it to study the word of God, to read the word of God out loud to yourself. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to remain humble. Everything he said for us to do is worth it. Because for this little bit that we're doing here, when we get there, we'll see mm, just how wonderful, just how marvelous, just how magnificent his majesty is. I tell you, I saw something in, uh, on Facebook and it touched me because it's like the person showing God, this is what I'll do. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And every time I see them, they into vanity, too. God called this person. 
called them to ministry, called them to be a mouthpiece for him. And they want to be a part in the world and of the world. They did some crazy stuff, and eventually it backfired. Yeah. Because it was done outside of God. Backfired. Now it's as if they don't really believe in God. And I told y'all this. You have a lot of people in the spotlight talking about the church and all. They don't believe in God. They believe in your wallet. They believe in your purse. They believe in you working in the building for them. But they're not believing in God. They they do all of this for hype to get you so that they can have what they want in this life. Because again, this morning, J-E-S-U-S, the word Jesus, it sells. G-O-D, the word God, it sells. L-O-V-E, the word love, it sells. Especially in a church platform. What? But if you can look behind the scenes, this is where we become spiritual more. Ask God to show us. The Lord will show you. And what you see behind that, behind the scenes, it's ugly. Mean. People are mean. Up preaching the word and got all these fancy words that make you pass out and they give you the uh, definition and the understand. Baby, look here. You're being bamboozled. You're being swindled. <laughs> I heard somebody say hoodwinked. I'm, I'm not laughing at the people now that's, that's happening to them. I'm laughing at the words. Yeah, hoodwinked. That could be, I never heard no hood wing. That could be bamboozled. That was a funny word to me. Yeah. But this is what's happening because people are not paying attention. They they, they believe in, in the man or the woman. They're not believing in God. Don't link up with people. Link up with the spirit of God that's in somebody. And God is using them. When God stops using them, you cut them off. Yeah, I don't want to be led by nobody that God is not leading. Yeah, my bishop, I know God is leading this man. <laughs> no, he's following God. Bishop, stop. I'm stopping with bishop. Yeah. I was just going to call you this morning. <laughs> okay, then, bishop, then. All right, then. Yeah. Before you before you said anything to me, I was gonna call you and then when I looked, I thought I said, Oh, let me call her. Yeah. But I know he led by the spirit. The bishop before him was a true man of God being led by the spirit of God. He was in touch with the people that God put under him as a shepherd. I'm telling you, whatever was going on or getting ready to go on. Bishop Charles C. Woods could tell me. And Barbara, I said, well, don't go that way next week. I'm like, which way, Barbara? Oh, you was going to take 65 up the sun. I used to be like, hi, Bishop. And then I knew better than to ask the question. The only way he knew that God had to tell him, because Bishop had no way to look into my mind and hear my thoughts and, and see my plans. 
Yeah. I told y'all. <laughs> he told me and his wife, Quan, don't go up in the mall eating all that chocolate and drinking all that coffee. Only the spirit could have revealed that to him. He didn't know our plans. We went right on up there, got off into the coffee, all kinds. Oh, my goodness. All flavors, you know. Got off into the chocolate store. Quan, you ever taste this? I just got back. We both were sick. Her blood sugar was up. Now, my blood sugar wasn't up, but I had too much caffeine and chocolate, which is more caffeine. I, I was overloaded. Yeah. And when we got back, he told us, so I asked y'all not to go up there and do that. <laughs> Say, Quan, you sick right now, Barbara. You don't feel it too well. Huh? Only God. He didn't have nobody in the mall following us. He didn't know which mall we was going to. How about that? So, guess what? God spoke to him. We went to get some copy for the church. And I began to minister to the sales lady. He was, Bishop was back there looking at carpet. I was ministering to the lady. When we left there, we had the cop. We got the carpet we wanted. And when we left there, he said, you know what? I said, what? He said, I need to take you with me everywhere. I said, why? He said, because you come to do spiritual things while I do natural things. I said, really, Bishop? He said, yeah. After that, see, I couldn't see that at the time now. After that, we went to buy me a car. And the the young lady that was selling me the car, she liked Bishop. But he wasn't into all of that like that, okay? He, no, he, he had Quan. He loved that Quan. So I ministered to her. She put up membership at the church. She started coming. And once that happened, I said, now, Bishop said that, but I couldn't see it at the time. We would go to the radio station. He said, Barbara, you bring the word, and I'll tell the people what God told me to share with them. So he would prophesy over the air, and I brought the message for the morning. When we left there, he said, yeah, I need you to come with me every time. See, I, I didn't understand in a way how God was using me back then because I was yet growing in the word and in the ways of God. But what he would tell me, in a little while, I would see it come to pass because it wasn't him. It was God speaking through him to me. And I learned that. I said, oh, no, that's not Bishop. I said, Bishop somewhere over there eating some fried fish. <laughs> And potato salad. He, he. So I learned God used him. I've never seen another prophet hit it like this man. I'm telling you the honest truth this morning. My goodness. Yeah. So, Baba, come over to the house. I got to go so and so and so. And I need you to stay at the house until I come back. When he came back, he told me one day, he said, you know what, I need you to do this. Whenever I need this, I'm going to call you. I said, really, Bishop? He said, yeah. He said, now you got four kids in here, nothing is out of place. I said, no, because it's not our house. They can't come in here and just play in here. We'll watch TV together and laugh and talk. They go to the bathroom. I go behind them when they come out. 
make sure nothing is out of place. They're children. And children don't do what adults do. So you have to, you know, go behind them, pick up, this, that, whatever. Because they go and wash their hands, splash water everywhere, all over the mirror, everywhere. And just come on out. Never give it a second thought. Yeah. It's why, according to the barbers, I got to go to Japan. Don't let these women be all over my <laughs> That kick will be. Girl, they ain't going to be over him. And he ain't starting there. He wait till you come back. Yeah. So I thank God I learned some things that keep me coming back to him, keep me growing in him, uh, increasing in faith. Because every day I need increasing mine. Because the things I want from him, the things I need him to do in me, I need to believe him to do them. I want a closer walk with him. I need to believe him that he's able to do it. And then he's shown me then when when you this, when you weak, I'm strong. You may be weak, but I'm the God of heaven and earth and I'm strong. I have all power. I never get weak like you get weak. Because sometimes too, I don't hear nothing. And when I don't hear nothing, I'm looking, you know, he's yet God. He's yet moving. He's yet for me. He's yet on my side. Yeah, all of that. He teaches these things. And the more we stay in his word, the stronger we become. The more we believe his word, we're increasing faith and trust in him. And I'm telling you, in a little while, you're going to get to see more and more people seeking the real God. More and more people seeking not the ways that these uh, fake preachers done taught, false prophets done taught. Now, they, they, they are going to begin to seek the truth. Men are going to go back to the old ways when folk respected God, when folk respected the gospel music played in his house. There was a different sound. Church had a sound and circular, the world had a sound. Now we hear a lot of it. But people want to go back. They're going to begin to look, search, and seek what was back there and how things went. How people lived off nothing. But faith brought them through. How people lived in a shack. Holes in the walls. Holes between the, 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 the wood or whatever the shack was made out of. But year after year, they made it through the deepest winter. Only God can. They barely had food to eat. But yet, God brought them through. Hallelujah. They didn't have all we have today. See, we have a lot today. We have cars with backup cameras and uh, it can play video, all kind of stuff. We can go in there and put a pod in the coffee machine and press the button, put some water and press the button, out comes a wonderful cup of coffee. They didn't have that. They had to make a fire 
and get a pot and put the coffee ground and, and sit it on some water and let it boil, and that took a few minutes. You, you can go in there and just take a cup and the soup already made, freeze-dried in the cup, add some hot water and put it in, the, put the lid on it, put it in the microwave and press number one or two, and in a few minutes, in two minutes, you got soup. They didn't have all that back then. People are going to begin to look back. How did these people get over? If we got all of this, they didn't have a... And look, it wasn't just all black people. Uh-huh. It was some whites, too. They had to share crop. They had to work the field. Yeah, yeah. Looking at late 30s and the early 40s and all that. Yeah, in the 20s even. But how did these people get over? Somebody said, my soul looked back and wondered how I got over. I didn't have to look back and wonder. I know. God brought me. All the way from uh, uh, 1993 to 2024, God brought me. But nothing I did on my own. I kept the faith. I kept prayer asking that was about it. He did it for me. I can't take his glory. I can't take his honor. Without him, I wouldn't have made it this far. Come out walking upright. Uh-uh. I wouldn't have walked nothing. But because of him, his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the studio is open. Uh, if anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And then I added the um, the other, I think it was six or five. I added them to the poll over on Jesus in the Morning Facebook page on uh, Facebook. But number six said, fill in the blanks from this psalm. Let the blank rejoice and let the blank be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. That's number six. Number seven question is, well, it says this. The verse that states, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's found in what book of the Bible? That's the seventh question. And I, I, I got the numbers on them over there. Then the next one says, what a minute. I'm doing my paper clip. Uh, number eight. What are some alternate names for Mount Hermon? What are some alternate names for Mount Hermon? Number nine says, what was God's judgment on Miriam and Aaron for speaking against Moses? Ooh, what was God's judgment on Miriam and Aaron for speaking against Moses. And number 10 says, the pillar and ground of the truth refers to what? The pillar and the ground of the truth refers to what? If you found the answers, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And or if you don't know the answers and 
you want to know the answers, press that number one and come in. Because I think that's what I'll do. I'll start giving the uh, the answers and the scripture where you can find the answer. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. The studio opens. I'm going to one more song of the morning. And uh, while you are thinking about it or trying to decide if you want to come in or not. Yeah. I like this one here by Darrell Pettis. Uh, he won't leave. Oh, I love this right here. You know, sometimes you just have to be riding down the street and just start telling yourself, you know, I said Hallelujah, hallelujah. Darren Pettis, 
I like him right there with that song right there. Well, that's really not a song in a way. Oh, that's encouragement. I can remember God led me to that right there because I had messed up. Yes, I had. And uh, I had repented and was feeling bad. And uh, that came up. And when I was like, all right now, oh, it made me feel so much better. Yeah. And the spirit of the Lord began to move. And so I was grateful unto him. All right, Sister Dot, let's see what you got for me this morning. Good morning. God bless you, woman. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you and to all the listeners. Which one you got? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can hear you good, Sister Dot. All right. Oh, number six is okay. Psalms ninety-six, eleven, King James Version. Okay. Uh, did you have that two words? Uh, you want me to share the two oh, words? Yeah, let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Yes, ma'am. Hit it dead on the head, Sister Dot. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I received you, the blessing. Amen. You have any more that you finished? Yeah, I did all of them. Oh, well, let's see what else you got until somebody else raised their hand. Um, number seven is Romans 6, 23, uh-huh. King James Version. Okay. The verse um, is six. Go ahead. Number eight. Um, well, wait, hold on one minute. Hold on one minute, Sister Dot. Number seven is the verse that states, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord." Is found in what book of the Bible? Romans, she said, chapter uh, six and twenty-three. All right, give us number eight, Sister Dot. We waiting. Okay. What? Uh, some alternative name for Mount Hermon. Uh-huh. Um, Deuteronomy 3 9, King okay. James Um, It says the Sidonians called Mount Hermon Syriad, and the Amorites called Mount uh, Hermon. I guess I'm pronouncing it right. Senior. S-E-N-I-R. Uh-huh. Yep, that is correct. What are the, what are some ultimate names for Mount Hermon? Ammon and Am. Sirion is uh, Sini. Sina. Yeah. Deuteronomy is oh. 3 and 9. Yes, ma'am. All right. Any, anybody else before Sister Dot go on to number 9? Okay, well, let, let's get number nine, Sister Di. I love it. <laughs> uh, what what was God's judgment on Miriam and Aaron for speaking against Moses? And uh-huh. that's Numbers twelve ten, King James Version. Uh-huh. Um, Miriam became a leper. Became leper. Um, she she became leprous and turned white as snow. 
And it's nothing. God didn't punish Aaron, but they shut Miriam at the camp from seven days because I think it was Aaron that pleaded with God, you know, to take the leprosy from her. Okay. Well, mine says Miriam became leprous for seven days. And no, he didn't do anything to Aaron. Aaron didn't uh, get punished on that note right there. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Now, uh, uh, 208. Hold on one minute, Sister Doc. We're going to see if uh, area code 208. First three numbers, 972, if they would do number 10. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Bless, highly favor. Good morning to you, Mr. Barber. Good morning, everybody. Just want to give God thanks, first of all, for life, health, and strength. Mm-hmm. Keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day I've never seen before. And just thank God for what you're doing in the way, brought my phone where you're taking me. And just thank God for just being here another day and being over here with us. And I, I more so this morning was going to listen to the answers of us. So to die on point, answers and everything. So that's a blessing. Amen. And now, that's good to know, you know, that, that wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you know, God get it to us. And then, we, of course, we know our elders, you know, being that word. So that show us we need to take take initiative and get in there and get in the word instead of ourselves. So, you know, I'm guilty at that because I could be doing it while I'm looking at other stuff on TV or on his phone. So, you know, that you know, got, got me on the challenge. So I'm going to to get myself right so I can be able to have some of these questions. Amen. But I just was in here laughing because I was thinking to myself, Ms. Dot, Ms. Dot, answering all the questions. Ain't going to get nobody, <laughs> let nobody get in. So it's just a blessing taking me this morning. And, you know, again, just thank God for being able to hear y'all voice and up this morning and getting ready to head out. But, you know, I just it's just a blessing. And, Miss Dot, continue to do your thing, Miss Dot, and uh, God bless you, and God bless you as well, Miss Buff, and everybody listening. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Anthony. Amen. God bless you, Anthony. Thank you for that right there. Yeah. Okay, Sister Dot, he's on the number 10. The pillar and ground of the truth refers to what? The church, um, and that was found in First Timothy chapter three, fifteenth verse. Yes, ma'am. Gave yes, ma'am. You got it. You got it. You got it. God bless you. God bless you today. I had to take the uh, the quiz to get the answers, and so I took it. What last week before last? And um, got the answer. So we're moving on to a new one. And uh, I think I had said we'd do it next Monday, but I went on and did it today because I was able yesterday to get it posted. So if I'm able to um, post the next set, I'll post them over as a poll on Jesus in the Morning um, Facebook page, the group page. And um, 
yeah, I'm going to just have to take time today to get those questions and get them posted over there because I, I really enjoy hearing this and I'm keeping these to look back over them because this is a blessing for me and it helps us to remember, yeah, much uh-huh, in the word of God. Even like the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, all of that. Of whom was David speaking when he said that love to me was wonderful, passing the love of a woman. He was speaking to Jonathan, the son of uh, Saul, yeah, over in Second Samuel 1 and 26. And what called Paul uh, to first preach to the preach the gospel to the Galatians. Uh, an infirmity of the flesh, and that was found in Galatians 4 and 13. Yeah, so all of this take us back to to different things, Uh uh-huh, and God is faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The studio's still open. If there's anyone else who has something uh, they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. Some mornings I don't get to do it like yesterday. I had to get out of here. But what I do, I want to speak to everybody. Good morning, Sister Rita. God bless you. Good morning, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. Good morning, Sister Irene. God bless you. Again, Brother Anthony, I didn't know that number, but God bless you. <laughs> now I'm looking for the 208 now. Good morning to you again, Sister Diet. God bless you and for answering all of the questions correctly this morning. And... Um, let me see. I'm, I, I I won't promise. This is not a promise now. But I'm going to try to get something in the mail to your sister, Dot, because that was wonderful. And you did that the other day, too. And so that is a wonderful thing. And then we may just uh, see if we can pray and see if the Lord will give this job to you. And uh, you just, yeah, you just answer the questions each morning, read them. And answer. Yeah, that's a beautiful. I'll post them. I'll post them so you don't have to do everything. And uh, you just post them. I'll post the questions and uh, you find that. Or I might just help you with the answers because I, I, once I click it, you know, I know the answers. And once I click it, click it, click it, it just automatically come up. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. All right, Pastor David, I'm a. Um, give you this uh, shout out this morning and uh, let me see I'm going to give you this one I'm going to dedicate this one to you this morning Pastor David oh wait 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 one more thing before I forget it Um, Brother Gilmore his mother passed away and um, he was asking for people to uh, bring food for the repast. So I'm going in um, this morning and find him if I can. And I am going to give a gift to uh, help them with food. So he may be able to go over to his local uh, deli. And, you know, pick up some stuff for the repast. Yeah. So uh, y'all be in prayer for him and his family. Yeah, he lost his mother. And so y'all pray uh, for them. I, I, I almost forgot. 
And it came to heart. You said you were going to say something about Brother Gilmore and I get it on Justin Gilmore. Yeah, if you look him up on Facebook, you'll find it. He and men of our groups over there. And, and uh, he was the one who gave me the song with Bishop uh, White. I don't look like what I've been through. Yeah, Justin Gilmore. Hallelujah. All right. All right, Pastor David. This one I am dedicating to you this morning. What do you think about Jesus? Jesus in the morning, you give me Jesus in the evening. Jesus in the morning, Jesus. 
And we're just simply asking that you do it for us today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it right now. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing for us right now. Fix our hearts this morning. Regulate our minds in you in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Those that stand in the need of finances today, oh God, Lord, I ask that you would move on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Help us to close the back door so that the new door can come open. And God, help us to step in you by faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you the honor and all the praise this morning. In Jesus' name, again, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you. January the 24th, 2024, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. Have a blessed day. And we're going to our last song of the morning. Okay, we play. Oh, it's, where, where Ingrid at? Okay, right here. We're going to her this morning, too.
Thank you. 